Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to say thank you to all of them right now. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Michael Harrison. Mike's uh, athletic director at Orange Park High School in Orange Park, Florida. Mike, welcome to the program. Absolutely honored to be on this uh, podcast with you. I'm kind of humbled to be uh, invited and included. And we, uh, we look for people that are uh, making a difference, and uh, you're doing a great job down there at Orange Park. Well, as you know, uh, the life of an AD is very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and how your love of sports kind of uh, got you into this business of athletic administration. I might be one of the blessed ones because I'm actually working at the school I graduated from. I, I am a homegrown Orange Park kid. My parents still live a mile and a half away from school here. Um, so Raider blood runs deep in me. Um, and, and from you know, growing up and playing Little League baseball and basketball and everything else, it's, it was Raider athletics. Um, and then stayed around here, went locally to college, went UNF, um, gave an Osprey. Um, and, and, you know, that was my journey. But, you know, getting an opportunity to come back and be at home um, was something that was just a dream come true. Well, talk about uh, that transition from, say, uh, University of North Florida to, you know, that first teaching and coaching job. I, I graduated college in 1995 um, with a degree in, in health science, exercise science, not really sure what I wanted to do. Um, had an opportunity, ran to a friend of mine um, that was coaching junior high basketball, and he said, Mike, can you help? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, let's, let's jump on board and give it a shot, and then fell in love with the coaching side of things. Um, it was just, I guess, that competitive nature I was looking for and, and needed to, to kind of get going. Um, took that avenue to figure out how to get involved in teaching um, and, and went the, the non-traditional route and, and had to learn how to teach and how to learn to be in a classroom and, and, and grew from there. That led me to spending 13 wonderful years as the head basketball coach at Middleburg High School, just down the road from us um, and, and living that and, and loved every minute of it. You know, we obviously coaching is a struggle up and down that you have to overcome, but the relationships I've built through that time, you know, I coach basketball and softball primarily down there. Um, I've had kids that have gone on to play in NFL pro bowl players. I've had players that have won national championship in softball. I've got a player still playing overseas and, and just still communicating with them and having that relationship is, is the key that's kind of drove me to, to this side of the house and, and wanting to be there. Um, along my journey, I've been blessed. My wife is, probably the most important person in my life and 
She's blessed us with four wonderful children, four unique wonderful children. And as I say that, we have a set of quadruplets, which wow. is probably for most people. See, the facial reaction was what I was expecting to happen there. But, you know, I say that because my journey led me through sports and my journey allowed me to be with them through sports. My kids were all active growing up. I had the blessing to coach my son, which was tremendous. You know, we had moments where we, we couldn't talk at home. Um, but looking back now, it was a tremendous blessing. And, 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 you know, I relate that to, you know, I was a parent. I was, I was a, a soccer dad, a volleyball dad, a swim dad. I did all these things. So I understand what our parents need and, and, and how to relate to them when it comes to issues. You know, I just I think that perspective is is so critical to success. Uh, and uh, you got me thinking about, uh, you know, my own kids, our three kids, they all grew up in sports. My wife's a career coach. Uh, I got to coach my son in football. I, I always love to tell the story, uh, you know, driving home from practice. And, you know, I would tell him, I said, hey, you know, that last set up downs I made you do, you know, that's for the team. And he goes, yeah, dad, I know. So, uh, you know, those are just those <laughs> great moments you never forget. Well, we had that. I, I was, I remember driving back from a game one time and, and Dean and I were talking and I finally had to look over and said, I can't talk to you anymore. He said, what do you mean? I said, you know, from seventh and eighth grade on, he was my sounding board when we were driving home from games. And then all of a sudden I realized, no, I'm complaining about you and your teammates. I can't do that anymore. You know, I said, we have to, we have to have some boundaries. If you're going to come into house, if I'm watching video, if you lean your head over my shoulder, <laughs> game on, you've, uh, you've opened the door and we'll go, but I'll never call you in the room and say, hey, look at this. And, and that was our deal, and we went on, and, and that made us better. I mean, but like I said, those, those three years, about two and a half years he was on a varsity squad were, were ups and downs, and, and I, you know, I'll never, ever forget those games. No, absolutely. And like you said, uh, that perspective is just so valuable in dealing with parents at your school. You know, uh, I've had to say more than once, I'm sure you've had, hey, I've sat in your chair before. I know exactly what you're doing. Well, let's go and talk about uh, that next transition from um, head basketball coach to running an athletic department. How did that uh, transpire? Well, during my time in Middleburg, I, I took the initiative to spend time with, with Alan Powers, the AD down there at, at, at the time, and just to ask questions and get to know, you know, whether we'd sit over lunch and, and talk and, and just, just really want to figure out what his job was and how he did it and, and what things were different. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, I thought in the back of my mind one day I'd be his replacement um, and just kind of hold on until he was retiring, which is this year, um, and, and, and move into his seat and um 2016 my kids graduated high school so dean was done so it kind of led the door to be open of okay what's next and and in, in mike's life and, and where can you go um and this job opened up because the, the ad who was here at the time took a promotion went into admin and and has moved up um and pursued it and the, the principal who's here clayton anderson is a tremendous guy like he was a former ad uh three ad at orange park former ad um and we had a relationship already established and, you know, put my name in the hat and, and kind of told him what I vision for what Orange Park could be and where I wanted to go. And, um, and look, and, and, and he, he liked it. I, I think the key was showing the initiative with Coach Powers and, and covering events and just asking questions. And he gave me a lot of rain my last couple of years um, to do a lot of the eligibility stuff for him and, and scheduling things for him um, that others didn't ask for or didn't take. And it, it just prepared me a little bit to have this door open. I, I don't know if this door is ever prepared for anybody to walk through it because it's, it's such a unique door. 
Um, but you know, I, I had an insight a little bit, uh, of what I was getting myself into. Um, I always like to talk about the, the concept of fresh eyes, you know, coming in and, and being able to see how things are, are going. When you came into Orange Park, um, what were some things, maybe one or two, that you thought that they were doing a really good job and you were just hands off, let's keep it going? And then maybe what was something that you saw that they might have been doing good, but you thought they could do even better? You know, I, I kind of took the approach when I came in here to kind of just observe a lot of things. I didn't, I didn't think it was my will to start, you know, changing things. Uh, you know, so the first six, eight months was kind of, you know, status quo. Let's see where we're at. Had a brand new football coach, was actually hired three months before I was. So we were both trying to figure out, you know, what Orange Park's got going on that we could do together. Um, you know, so the, the good thing is, is this is a pretty, pretty – good coaching staff in terms of they they were work for each other the group we had at the time they they were really on board with was trying to help each other at gates and games and, and after games and and to set up um you know things we had to do was kind of bring them up to the 21st century a little bit you know um and and get uh get changes in terms of digital uh paperwork which you know home campus has been a blessing in terms when that come on board um and just get that changed um, you know, one, we, I say mindset wise, I, I jumped on board with our school resource officer at the time. And we took the initiative to really dig into our teams, um, and not just talk to the coaches and meet with them, but we took the initiative to actually go meet with each team preseason and say, Hey, this is what it's like to be a Raider. Here are the expectations. Here's what coach will do to you if you don't follow those, but the consequences may go above coach. Um, and then get to know the players and get to be involved. You know, I, that part of the job, just being in the hallways and, and fist bumping and, and shaking hands and high-fiving, that, that, that's the easy and the fun part of the job that we really dug into that maybe wasn't being hit previous. Um, and, then, and the kids responded. You know, so when they saw us, they knew what, what we were expecting um, and, and how we were going to go about business. And, and we tried to really build that culture of, hey, we're here for you. You know, I, I shared with all of them that, hey, I walked your hallways, you know, I, I've got scars from the gym. I've got scars from the stadium. I've, I've, I've got all the scars on my body that went with playing here and tried to say, I, I know where you're at. I know where you come from. Um, and, and, and I think that relationship established. I mean, last summer when we were in lockdown and, and things were different, we had a group of former players that were meeting at the PAL, which is now ran by that resource officer. Um, and at the end of the, spring, uh, the lockdown, he brought them all together and, and I went down there and we fed them lunch and talked to them. And they're like, coach, you guys actually showed you cared and you invested that time. And, and that's, that's the relationship we want, you know? And, and I think all our coaches now are, are really starting to dive into that culture and that relationship that it's, it's beyond just X's and O's and it's beyond winning a game. You know, we're really, you know, we really have to take the, the to build that relationship. You know, these kids, a lot of them don't have things when they come here. You know, we're, we're a lower income area, you know, to the, for the most part, um, we're a transient area. So we have kids moving in and moving out. Um, and we have to take extra time to build that trust and relationship. And that's, that's been our focus lately. You know, I just, uh, I think it's so important. You touched on it. You know, you communicated the expectation, you, know, you shared it, and then you followed through and you did those things, you know, uh, you know, to build that culture that you talked about. So that's great to see. You talked about uh, the shutdown last spring, so let's go and dive into COVID. 
Uh, obviously, it's had an impact across the country and uh, here in Florida, of course. Uh, we've also seen a variety of responses. Uh, some states have sh shut down sports completely. Some have gone business as usual. Uh, others have moved the seasons around. Um, and in Florida, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, all over the board in a way. Um, what's happening right now in Orange Park? And for our listeners, we're recording this on September 22nd. So by the time it airs, things may have changed. Hopefully they have changed for the better. But with regard to return to school and return to play in sports, what's happening at Orange Park? We, we have brick and mortar school going on. So school's open, school's running. Now the, the county-wise, we have virtual options for those who are choosing that. Um, we have what we call a one clay option, which means they're still assigned to Orange Park High School. Um, and we have teachers that are Orange Park High School teachers leading those classes. Um, that way, whenever they transition back to brick and mortar, they're ready. And then we have the clay virtual option um, that kids can elect to go to. So, you know, that part's been awesome. It's, you know, when we got back going a couple weeks ago, um, you know, wasn't sure what was going to happen, how it was going to look. Um, the only difference I see in a day is mask on their face and a seating chart cafeteria. Like everything else seems to be normal. And the kids are really good about, hey, mask on, mask up. And, you know, I, I think 98% don't have an issue with it. They're, they're so excited to be back to doing a normal routine that none of us were prepared for six months off. I mean, I, I can tell you that about three weeks into that shutdown, I, I woke up one morning and told I'm going to work. She says, what are you going to do? I said, I'll mow every field four times if I have to, but I cannot be here all day long. I said, she goes, and she was teaching. She teaches fourth grade. So she was still online teaching while I was, I'm like, I can't be here. I got to go figure things out and try to find my new norm, not knowing when it's going to end, you know? So with the brick and mortar and the school going on, you know, we're, we're full operation with sports. You know, we, we've had, uh, we've had two football games now. Um, we've come and come some volleyball games, swim meets, cross country meets. Um, capacity wise, we're running 30% for our stadium, um, both gym and outside, you know, our, our stadium was built in 1962, um, for our, for our football field and it's still standing by the grace of God. Um, but we went out and, and, and actually painted the front of all the bleachers white. We have a great, great backdrop. So it's all white painted those to mark off like a checkerboard look. So people have seats that are clear to where to go and, you know, we require face mask when you come in and when you're walking around. Um, the flexibility is if you can maintain six feet social distancing when you're in the stadium or in the gym, then then we're not gonna we're not gonna police you. We're gonna give you some freedom to, to let you do that. And and I think the I think the games went well. Um, you know, we had uh, so 30%. We're looking at about 800 people we can have here. So capacity wise is lower than you know what we want financially, but you know the the fans are awesome. They came through the gate um, with no problem. We're doing 100% digital ticketing, which was a concern. Um, we wanted to go cashless to avoid any risk of transmission back and forth. Um, and, and people have been great with it. I mean, even though it costs a little bit more for them, they walk up, they have their phone, they click the buttons. We don't have to touch anything. And it just shows that we're making a, a, a genuine effort to make sure that uh, we're, we're, we're doing our part, you know, and, and I, so far, knock on wood, that uh, this is going to keep going. You know, I, I don't foresee uh, anything major in our area changing right now. The numbers seem good and classes seem good. And, and I think the, the public is, uh, is ready for us to be back to normal. 
Yeah, uh, it's been interesting to hear um, the ADs talk about the transition to digital ticketing. Um, you know, I, I see those uh, providers, uh, businesses, you know, blowing up a little bit. So good for them. Um, curious, how have your students on game night, um, you know, I, we've seen and heard about the challenge of, you know, keeping uh, kids from clustering together, uh, not so much in the bleachers, but on the grounds. Uh, has that been a challenge for you? And, and how have you dealt with it? Yeah, you know, the first we've only had one home game for football. So that night we just we didn't set up a uh, pre-assigned student section. We just we told everybody it was just general seating um, and kind of first come, first go. Um, and then they kind of gravitated to the normal area they're in. But they were pretty good. Uh, met with my advisory, my leadership council yesterday, um, and they and they want to find a way to create more of a student section. So um, we're going to present an idea to the principal to say, all right, we're going to consolidate but mask and, and kind of keep that spacing. So I, I think we can handle it. It's just a matter of the numbers. I mean, how many people can we actually let in that section? Um, and those are things we're still trying to figure out to, to go. Um, but the, like I said, the kids, the, at least here, um, they're awesome. I mean, the, the, the wearing the mask and, and doing things they have to do. Um, if I think if I told them that they had to have mask on 24-7, you know, to be on campus, they would do it. And, and just because they want to see the events and go on. I mean, we have a, we have a great group of, uh, of students who want to get involved, athletes, non-athletes, that um, are excited to be back to normal. And, and I keep using that word, but I, that's where I feel like we were at. I mean, it was so hard on these kids to be um, home for six months. Um, and not knowing, you know, and none of us could really tell them what was going to happen next, you know, because we didn't know. We're, we're just following information we had and hoping for the best. And, you know, and, and now that the state's letting us play, I think we can we can create a, a way to meet their needs as like a student section um, and, and tell them how to sit and stand and what to do. And I think we can make it work. Well, again, you touched on another important item, you know, talking to your leadership council and getting the kids involved so uh, so they've got ownership. Mike, another question we've been asking our EDs um, has to do with this idea of, um, you know, social awareness, um, you know, social justice, if you will. You know, the events of last spring in Minneapolis and Atlanta and, you know, a month or so ago in Wisconsin uh, have really, you know, brought that to the forefront. And my question is, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors to do a better job with our kids, with our communities in this area of uh, social awareness? You know, it's, it's a great question. And it's such a fine line for, for schools to, to get involved with left or right um, and go. And I think the main thing that I've done recently is, is try to educate myself. You know, I, I think I've been aware of things going on, but I don't know if I was totally eyes open and looking at everything. Um, so not, not, you know, saying that I didn't understand or didn't care, but I've, I've tried to read more and, and not, not just Twitter and, and Instagram, but actually dive into, to backline stories and try to educate myself on the, the things that are going around. And, um, and along with that, you know, I, I listen, let's talk to them. Let, let's have open dialogue. I think we need to listen to them. You know, there's, if we listen to the kids that are, that have concerns and are want to express their opinions, we may not be able to do anything on campus that necessarily as a school that, that opens up and says, Hey, this is where our stance is, but I think we can help support them in their cause and help find them medians to go out and do things. You know, I think they just want to be heard um, and want to be listened to. 
And, and I think the us educating ourselves on where their fights are and what their the beliefs are um, comes from sitting down and having an open, genuine conversation with them. And then being honest with them about where, as educators, we can we can go left or right. You know, as an Orange Park athletic director, I, I can't come out and necessarily say one side or the other is what we're doing. Now, Mike Harrison has a stance that he can he can believe in and, and he can help direct kids to um, and, and go. And, and I think we're at a time to where, you know, we can make a difference. You know, we, we have kids that generally have valid opinions and, and valid beliefs. And I think we have an opportunity as educators to help guide their minds where they go, help, help guide them to make decisions that not only affect them, but, but will be positive to those around them um, and, and, and grow from that. And, you know, when I've had conversations with, with the leadership council, I've had conversations with some individual kids um, uh, about things that are going on. Um, and I also talked to them about, you know, hey, Friday nights, you know, are, are Tuesday night volleyball matches, whatever it is, or are we unit? Are, are we unified in, in what we're doing? I don't want anybody feeling as though they're, they're isolated or, or put aside. And, you know, and I think if we educate ourselves and have that dialogue, I think we can really make an impact in helping them grow their decision-making processes. That's great stuff. Again, it's coming back. It's uh, clear to see you always involve the kids in that. Let's go and shift gears a little bit. Um, with being an AD, you know, we always say it's about the kids and, and the best part of the job is in kids. And it's certainly true, but outside of that, okay, what are some of the favorite parts of your job? What gets you excited about coming to work each day? I can't just say the kid, I'm just, you know, it, it, you know, I, the great part about this job is tomorrow is different than today. You know, it's never two days the same. You know, I, I, Listen, I told you before, we had a lockdown drill at 1040 today. I did not know we had a lockdown drill when I got here this morning. That was my fault for not paying attention, I guess. But, you know, it was honest. Uh, and I like that. You know, as it, when I was teaching in class, I, I, it was kind of, I liked when I knew the school year was going to end, the next new year was a new year kind of thing, and, and seasons were the same thing as a coach. This job is is day-to-day different, you know. Um, and and I, I like that, that energy and that enthusiasm. You know, obviously, we're in it for kids. You know, we're, we're not, if, if any other reason why an AD or a coach is involved in, in doing what they do, it's the, it's the wrong reason, in my opinion, you know, so we're here for them. But I, I, I like the fast pace. I like the energy. Um, I, I like the day-to-day changes that come with evolving and growing. We, you know, I've got so many things going on right now that my, my plate of, of projects on campus is, is beyond belief. We've got new lights going at the baseball field right now. We've got a new AC unit going to the gym. You know, there's just so many little projects going on that are just fun to watch evolve. You know, and I mentioned when, when I took this job, uh, I told Clayton Anderson, I said, I, I'm going to make Orange Park facilities the best in Clay County. And then when they're the best in Clay County, I'm going to make them the best in North Florida. And he goes, well, how are you going to do it? I said, I don't know yet, but I'll figure that out. Typical school day bell going off. Um, oh, yeah. I'll out and go. Um, and he said, all right, let's figure this out. And, you know, our, our, our stadium, we, we have a brand new track we put in, you know, so that project was done. New, the baseball field has been completely redone. You know, we have a f- fabulous gym. If you've ever been over here to see it, it's an actual dome. It's not a gymnasium for a school. And, you know, just seeing all this development, all this growth, and seeing the kids get to experience it, you know, that just, and that just makes me go. You know, I, 
I try to be positive when I get here. I try to put a smile on my face when I get here. Um, not always easy. You know, there, there are days where, you know, things don't go the way you want it and, and it affects you. But, you know, I think generally, you know, the, the fact that it's always going different and the kids are excited and, and you get to see them reward from it is the key. No, uh, the, the variety that you alluded to, uh, as I like to tell, you know, parents, parents will say, oh, Jake, I'd hate to have your job and, and this and that. I said, no, I got the best job in the world. Uh, you know, you have to work for a living. You know, I get to come and hang out with kids and coaches and, you know, watch games. So, uh, yeah, it's a great, uh, the variety especially keeps you going. Well, Mike, this is I've been, got uh, coaches who don't know if they want my job, so. <laughs> well, no, they they want it until they got it. You know, it's like everybody wants the backup quarterback. <laughs> Um, this has really been great to, to get to know you, but we're not quite done. We always like to end with what we call right. the athletic director's toolbox. Now, uh, your job right now is to send out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Mike Harrison's athletic director toolbox? You know, listening to your other podcasts and, and wondering about this question has kind of been the, you know, all right, where am I going to go with this? And, and, and what did I have? You know, and and I can tell you that I bought a $5 book from Walmart. I hope you can see me. Something just popped up on my screen. So $5 book from Walmart. I put my decal on it so it looks official. But get something that you can write everything down with. Um, this day comes so fast, like I alluded to earlier. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if, if I don't write it down, I will forget it. And, and that's not a, a knock on us as ADs. It's an, it's an illusion of how fast his day can go. Um, we, we get here in the morning, you have a game plan, you, you set up the like coaching, you set up your practice plan, um, and things evolved. And if I don't write it down in that, in, in that book, you know, it, uh, it will get forgot. And then I'll be the one suffering later on from not doing it. Um, the, the next thing I would add is, is, is find a mentor's phone number and don't be afraid to use it. Um, you know, and, and expand on that fund. I guess I can say too, is I left Middleburg and Alan Powers is one of my dear friends and I call him a lot. Um, but I expanded that and, and got outside my comfort zone as people I call to, um, because I'm into this, my fifth year doing this job. And I can tell you, I don't know what I don't know. Um, and tomorrow is going to give me a new challenge that, I'll have to find a way to answer and learn um, and go and reach out to guys who already know it. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone call and go. Um, and, and the last, and, and this is the new one to me is, is take the NIAAA classes, um, get involved in those things. Uh, COVID did a great job of giving me the, the freedom and flexibility to, to, to spend some time doing research about, you know, how am I conducting my job? Am, am I, am I good at what I do? Can I, what can I do better? Um, and it's probably more of what I can do better than what I'm good at right now. Um, but live those and, and I start taking the classes, you know, I wish I'd have taken them year one, you know, I wish I'd have taken the, the initial RTI classes and just got going right away and, and set up maybe a better foundation for I'm at. Um, so I would, I would say, you know, get those going, um, you know, I, I want to get through the CAA process and, 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 and have that part of my resume, even though I'm not looking to lose, use a resume, just have it part of it. 
um, and, and just continue to grow as, as Mike Harrison. So, you know, to cap that, you know, everything written down, find good mentors, call me, you know, if look up Mike Harrison, Orange Park High School, if you're in Florida, I'll, I'll listen to you and talk to you. And then I'll point you in my direction. You know, I'll, I'll share my network of people I talk to um, and, and get involved in taking the NIAAA classes. I, unfortunately for me, uh, I haven't been able to attend many conferences statewide or, or nationally. Um, no, no excuse. Son was in college, and it seemed like every year he was coming home at the same time in May. And I was not going to be able to justify to mom that, hey, I'm going to go to Orlando or Tampa or wherever. And a few of those years I was driving to North Carolina to pick him up from school. Um, but, but now, you know, uh, the next time we have one in person or, or virtual, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm going to expand my horizons and, and, and get more involved and, and uh, become a better leader here on campus by, by growing my knowledge, my skill set. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I've never done this before. Uh, we got to go back. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask you about your mentors. Okay. And that's such an important part of our job. So we're going to do that right now. Um, who are some of your mentors, you know, either coaches or uh, uh, teachers growing up or people that you've you know, worked for, or worked with? You've already mentioned a couple, but mention them again, if you want to. Who's, whose voice do you still hear uh, when you go out to work each day? Well, okay, I, you know, first and foremost, you know, my parents, you know, m my mom and dad set the, the foundation for it. I think I am. They, they were a hardworking uh, middle family that uh, taught me some boundaries of, of what to do and, and taught me how to do things and, um, and encouraged me to do it. Um, you know, they, they challenged me to, to, to get where I'm at and, and, and do the things. And, and, you know, I can still hear them and, and, you know, I make a focus to try to make them proud. You know, that's, that's still important to me. You know, they're, they're, they're up in age, but you know, knowing that I, that I do the right thing and make them proud is important. Um, I, I had a teacher in junior high school that anybody in this area probably knows. His name was Joe Baldwin. Um, Coach Baldwin was an athletic director at Orange Park Junior High for a number of years. Um, unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. But he he had an input of he's what I want to be. Once I kind of started thinking about teaching, I'm like, okay, what kind of coach and what kind of teacher do I want to be? And Coach Baldwin was it. Like he he had the ability to make every kid feel important, yet still you knew when you didn't do things right or when you were wrong, he, you know, he was going to get to you. And, and that was seventh and eighth grade, you know, here locally in Orange Park that, you know, he just made that, that resounding impact, you know, and, and listen, coach powers, yeah, the AD Orange Park, uh, Middleburg. Um, he's like I said, he's one of my dear friends. Um, we talk regularly. Um, I miss seeing him, you know, daily when I was all that time down there, but if it wasn't for his willingness and acceptance to, to, to help me, um, guide me, tell me I'm crazy sometimes, you know, tell me when I'm wrong. Um, and, 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 and show me how to, 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 to develop a coach. I mean, there was plenty of times he had to call me in his office and say, we're not doing that. You can't do this or what happened in that scenario. I mean, all the way up until my last year there, I mean, he wasn't afraid to pull me in. I'm like, you know, he kind of laid that foundation um, you know, now his job, you know, he was there for 35 years, you know, so he was AD for probably 25 of those. And I'm, I'm kind of guessing numbers and, and his job's changed for what I have, you know, but he still laid that a foundation. People are going to see your facilities when they show up. The first thing they're going to remember about Orange Park High School is how do your facilities look? 
And that's, that's me. If, if, if my football field does not look good Friday night when Reigns High School shows up, they're going to remember. You know, if things aren't clean and organized, they're going to remember. You know, and, and that's, that's the pride that Alan Powers stuck with me. It's, you know, you, you own, the, the, their, I like to say, the back half of the house. You know, the athletic department is yours. You know, if you run the back half of the house and you make sure your facilities look great and you make sure your ducks are in a row, people will remember that. And, and, I, and I, you know, had that conversation. You know, I had a conversation with, my, with Clayton Anderson, my principal, Friday night after the game. We were driving back. He, he made a reference to something. And I said, you know, right now, Clayton, I think our fields are as good as anybody else around here. And he goes, you know, actually, I agree. You know, and, and it's, it's a pride in what I do. And that comes from Alan Powers. And, and, and plain and simple, if it wasn't for him as my, my uh, AD for 13 years, I don't know if I desire to be this job and, and go where I'm at. And, you know, I, I owe him a lot. Well, again, it, I just think it's so great to hear about the people that have influenced, you know, our, everyone. And, you know, we, we don't get here by ourselves. You know, we're certainly do it on uh, through the support of others. So thanks so much for sharing that and, and reminding me to have you share. <laughs> well, Mike, this has been, uh, as I said, it's been great. Um, hope we um, continue to cross paths. Certainly, you know, reach out if you have any questions about uh, uh, NIAAA and, uh, you know, the um, LTC uh, process. To our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Remember, the videos are being uploaded to the Educational AD FIAAA YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for listening, and please go to YouTube and check out our video files. Have a great day.